Welcome back into the why behind trick-or-treating. My name is Ray Anderson. In today's episode, we're going to go over preparation. This is episode three, by the way, but really just the second um, episode. The first was more of an introduction, so we're not... I don't think I should have to say that every time, but I might end up saying it every time just because. Um, But let's get into it right now. Um, Preparation is one of the most important things. and In fact, it's basically central or second only to candy, maybe, um, in terms of of Halloween in general, right? Um, When you trick-or-treat, you don't just get a thousand pieces of candy by accident, right? Um, You can take this, you can make this analogy with really anything, um, anything that's worthwhile, any successful endeavor you've ever, um, you've ever completed or or, or attempted, I guess. Um, If you ever, you know, competed to, to win a spot in student council, or maybe um, you wanted to be on the starting fo- a starting player on the football team, or maybe um, you have a goal to pay off all your debt. Um, there's a ton of goals out there, and it's, it's, it's infinite, right? Um, and these goals don't just happen, right? You don't just all of a sudden be like, oh, you know what? I kind of want to be debt free, or I just, I, I you know, I kind of want to play football. I'd love to play football, right? Um, th- those those goals aren't accidental, okay? They don't just happen. Um, this is this is careful planning, careful uh, articulation, and a lot of different steps. Um, and while this is really all included, like this is all you know, part of the preparation and whatever. Um, this whole like uh, podcast is really all um, preparation. I'm really going to be focusing on specific um, preparation uh, subtopics, I guess, um, that are. Really, they could go under a lot of different topics, but we're focusing them on the, we're focusing on the preparation rather than the action, if that makes any sense, because um, you have to prepare before you can actually plan. If that, and some people say oh, those are two different things. I really don't think so, because you have you have to know something before you can plan, and getting to that point where you know something is preparing, right? When you're preparing to, you know, take a test you're learning about the test, right? And then you actually take the test. It's kind of the same concept here. Anyways, let's get into it. The very first thing I have on my list here is having your car clean. Um, This is both a mental thing as well as a physical thing. Now, mentally, um, it's just great. I don't know about you guys, but I love to come into a clean car. Um, It it makes my day. It makes me feel like I'm, you know, same thing with a clean room, right? Making a bed, cleaning your room, decluttering, right? That just, it makes me feel more free and more ready to handle handle the day and tackle all the things I need to get done. Um, and so I feel like that concept can be applied to trick-or-treating. Um, and look, I've done this, right? Last year, um, we uh, we decided, hey, you know what? Let's do, let's do phase two, which is the bulls um, driving around and taking bulls. And we'll get into that later in a different episode. But the point is, we wanted to do phase two, which, you know, is the taking bulls. And we were like, well, we need the car for that. So we cleaned out the car. Whether you um, employ the car or not, or just a vehicle or not, it really doesn't matter. It's not going to affect um, the end result um, as long as you are able to clean it out and clean your room and, and clean your house if you're living alone. Although if you're living alone, chances are you're, you're kind of getting a little old. Although I don't want to say there's a total... Uh, limit or a set limit on how old you have to be to go trick-or-treating because there's really not um, there's no law against trick-or-treating when you're an adult so I don't see any reason why you uh, you shouldn't besides the the stereotype 
of a trick-or-treater, which is, you know, a little kid dressed up as a princess or or sometimes a superhero or a pirate, right? Those those are the classics, um, ghosts and stuff like that. Right? There's... Um, but this isn't about age, and we're not getting into that. I gotta, I gotta get back to preparation here. But just know that I don't think there's any age limit on trick or treating, and there's definitely no hard, fast law against trick or treating or anything. So, uh, when you're when you're over 18 or something. So cleaning your car uh, or your room, really just decluttering your life, um, is is definitely a big step. And physically, because it's both mental and physical, the physical aspect is that if you do indeed decide to employ the your like a vehicle right on Halloween um you'll be much you'll be much more um uh, you'll have more room I guess I don't want to say more successful because that's really not con- the cleanness the cleanliness of your car is not contingent uh to your success it doesn't really have any direct tie in but what it does do is it allows you to have more space for your candy and if you are successful and get candy well then you'll be um you'll have more place to put it right um and uh yeah, so that's kind of all I got for um, um, for cleaning the car. Um, it's probably the least important out of all of these that I um, that I have uh, on here, and maybe part of that is because I focus on phase two with this. It's not just a phase two thing. You can clean your car and not even use the vehicle, as I've said. Um, just having it clean is is really great, and besides trick or treating, it's just a great thing to have. Uh, have a clean car so let's move on to the next bullet point which is boxes labeled and open seats down um now this is really uh focused with phase two um and we'll get into phase two in a whole separate recording so i would come back to this um but this is a necessary step of preparation if you are if you are indeed deciding to try and do phase two uh, as part of as part of your halloween preparations um boxes are key all right not only for phase two but also for dump offs in phase one now what is a dump off we'll talk a little bit more about that in another episode again but essentially it's a it's a way to dump off your candy so you're not being weighed down the whole entire night and to do that if you're going with a group you're going to need boxes to separate your candy so you don't get it mixed up because that does not end well um for phase two however um the boxes are really important not only because prior to phase two you'll be using boxes to dump off candy and and you want to keep it separated but you also need um, a box to hold the collective bulk candy that you end up swiping on the 31st of October and you want to make sure that it's a big enough box and that you know to hold the candy to hold everything and it's strong enough so that by the end of uh, of your uh, of your night you'll be able to safely um, you know take it out of the car and get it inside of your house without the box breaking or Maybe it's, if it's a bag, the bag ripping, you know what I'm saying? So it needs to be kind of secure. Um, and label labeling them is super important. Um, again, just to make sure nothing gets mixed up. If you have bright color markers, I know Sharpie neon colors or the metallic colors are great. Um, I would go ahead and label those clearly and largely and boldly so that no one is going to mix your candy up with, with theirs. Because that does not end well, and it's it's impossible to sort that out. Um, and then the seats down. That's really just if you have a you know a car that that can do that. Obviously, not all cars can put the seats down. Um, I'm in what we call the Black Stallion. It's a black Dodge Caravan, and so we can actually put down all of the seats besides the front two seats. And we do that 
so that we have additional room and it really helps us on the 31st of, of October to have um, enough room or sufficient room, more than sufficient room really, um, to be able uh, to get all the boxes open and uh, have everything sitting out. So it's really great and convenient. Um, the next bullet point that I have is meetings and communication. Now this is a huge part of prep, guys. Do not underestimate the value of meeting with people, with your teammates. Now this is after personnel, right? This is after you've chosen your team members and you've contacted them and you've kind of said, hey, I'd like you to come to the meeting. You can, you know, I wouldn't say, hey, you wanna go trick-or-treating with me because sometimes you don't know. I would invite them to a meeting first before you make a, a, a decision yes or no on whether or not uh, they should be um, invited onto your team, right? Because you have to get to know them a little more and interview them and start to really understand, even if you're good friends with them, understand what, like what we talked about in the last episode, what their values are, what their limits are, right? Things like that, their abilities and such. Um, but meetings and communication is very crucial, um, namely because you need to be able to plan. You don't want to be the only one planning, right? I I mean, like, when I'm going trick-or-treating, I have, like, two and a half months to plan all this. At least, I I mean, today's the 27th of October, 2021. Um, so we're only a few days removed from when we're actually going to go trick-or-treating, which is actually on the 30th, not the 31st, because we live in Utah, and everyone celebrates Halloween on the Saturday if it does indeed fall on a Sunday. So um, I do a lot of the preparation um, leading up to this. Walt, uh, my brother, Walter, doesn't really do anything. Um but it's important that if you do have any team members that you're meeting with them, right? Ideally, you'd like to get their input and you can have a discussion and you can throw around ideas and, you know, and run them past each other. Like, hey, what is this? Does this sound like something we could do? Or is this a little too bold? Is this too risky? Um, oftentimes what will happen is you'll present an idea and the idea itself um, is good, but it needs some fine tuning. There's a, there's a, there's a deep, like a really nice um, foundation, but... Uh, it needs to be kind of uh, reworked into an idea that would more, more, uh, it would suit your purposes a little bit better, I guess. Um, and look, even if the meeting is just, um, hey, like this is the idea I have, and really there's no other talk on the on the other side. Like no one's, no one's, they're just saying, okay, 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 that works. Yeah. Like Walter, he just, my brother, he goes trick or treating with me every year. Well, he doesn't actually contribute a whole lot to the whole. Um, the whole idea, right? This is my brainchild. I, I'm the one who does all the work here. Um, so when I, when I, um, bring up, you know, ideas and stuff, it's not a, what do you think about this? It's, this is a great idea because I have to kind of think about everything myself. And rather than just ask for, um, for, you know, approval, I guess, or, or, or input or someone's opinion, um, I've learned that that really isn't the case with Walter. He does not tend to give an opinion on some of these things. And so I just have to kind of state them and say, this is why it will work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's also great. And the communication, right? Communication is key too. And this goes along with meetings. If you are unable to hold meetings, because sometimes circumstances do not allow for you to have meetings, work schedules, church activities, um, extracurricular things, um, school is huge too. Um, if you're not really able to have a lot of meetings or any meetings at all, text message, I mean, phone call, right? Email them if you have to, right? Like go to their house and talk in person, like, or maybe see them at work and just ask them a question, something like that to where, you know, you're just able to get, uh, 
basically everything you need done, right? You want everyone to know what the plan is. And if that comes down to where you just have to go and text someone or get on the phone, heaven forbid, and call somebody and actually talk to them, yikes, um, then you'll be able to do that. And you should be able to do that because that's, that's better than no communication at all, right? And communication is probably the secret um, to getting more candy. It's it's you know to a functional team of course it's the it's the secret right it's the secret sauce because without your functional team you're not going to go anywhere right you need the support of your teammates even if you're the leader who does everything like i do i still need walter i can't go trick or treating by myself um i threaten to and he really i don't think has a capacity to realize that i actually do need him um but yeah, it wouldn't work to go by myself with all the plans that we have in place. Obviously, I could go trick-or-treating by myself, but um, I'd have to throw a lot of plans out the window because of that. Um, number four on my list is costume. Uh, you have to make sure your costume is on point, especially if that costume is time-sensitive or really if the situation is time-sensitive, meaning that it's a week before Halloween and you've still got no idea what you're going to be or maybe there's something you have to test out before make sure it's going to align well with your costume and not be too heavy or too bulky or too extra or you know um or, or, or an obstacle or anything like that um you have to yeah i would say practice wearing it a few times um to, to identify the weaknesses you know um oftentimes you have an idea in your head that that is the it's genius right you think it's genius and you're like that's what i'm going to do that's the plan etc etc well then you don't, I mean, if you don't test that out, if you don't wear it at least like one or two times before, um, before Halloween, and I, and I don't mean like the day of, but like, you know, a few days before and, and for, you know, a few minutes at a time to really, you know, try and figure out weaknesses and you're really shooting yourself in the foot because guess what? You're going to be wearing that costume for, you know, three hours or so on Halloween, if not longer. And you really need to make sure there's nothing that's going to go wrong with your costume. No, uh, no area of weakness no Achilles heel, uh, if you will. So, um, that's, that's huge. Um, I think we have a, an episode coming out on costume also. So we'll be able to kind of go into more detail on that, but just know that if your costume is time sensitive, um, you need to get to that taken care of at, as soon as you can, as soon as possible. Um, just to ensure that, you know, there's no curveballs in your way on Halloween. I mean, curveballs come all the time on Halloween, let's be honest. I've I've been through enough Halloweens to know that things don't always go as planned. In fact, they rarely do. Um, and, it, you know, it's actually kind of a surprise when things go perfectly well, just the way you had them planned. Um, so it's just good to be ready. If you can get something taken care of, get it taken care of. That gives you more time to worry about things that may or may not pop up, you know. Um, and the last, uh, I guess I have two more things. The one thing is weather. Um, the weather is going to play a factor on Halloween, and, and depending on where you live, it could be more or less um, a factor in the night itself and your candy, uh, your candy hall. We live in Utah, as I stated earlier, and the weather is very un unpredictable. At times, um, it's very hot. Other times, it's very cold, and it, you know it's dry, and then it's all of a sudden pouring, and then it's snowing in June when it really shouldn't be, you know, snowing, right? It's June, right? But um, the fact is, no matter where you live, you've got weather, okay? Weather's going to be there no matter where you live. Where you live, you could live in the most mild of climates um, or the most extreme of climates, and the fact remains that you need to have a plan for inclement weather. That doesn't mean it has to be blizzarding, right? If you live in Arizona, I'm pretty sure 
blizzarding is not going to be something you're going to have um, on your plate to, to worry about. But you know what? Maybe rain will, right? Rain could be a factor. I'm just saying there's, I mean, rain's basically everywhere, right? Unless you live in the middle of nowhere, um, the Sahara, or you know what I mean? Like, don't overlook the weather, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I could go on and on and on about a lot of different points here, but I don't want to. I just want you guys to know that weather is important. Um, plan your costume accordingly because you never know when you're going to need that, that extra that extra layer or maybe um, look at the weather before. If it looks like it's going to be 70 degrees on Halloween, which would be insane if it was, um, maybe consider taking a layer off. Maybe you have to adjust your costume a little bit. That's okay. Do what you need to do to make sure you're comfortable because guess what? Comfortable, being comfortable is something that it, it, a lot of people just like say, oh, well, you know, like comfortable is, is definitely the, the, the number one thing to worry about on Halloween. That's not the case, but it's definitely not the last thing you want to worry about because you're going to be wearing the costume for hours. So you want to be comfortable. That's, I mean, that's not just oh, for, you know, performance, but just for, uh, for sanity, I guess, right? You don't want to be wearing something that's making you itch for three hours straight. That's no way to go, even if it was the best thing for performance reasons. And the last thing I have today is a checklist. Um, we can go over all, you know, a ton of different things. At the end of the day, you've got to have a list of everything you need to get done. That doesn't mean, you know, physical items necessarily, although I would encourage a list for those, just because on Halloween it can be really easy to forget everything. Um, but a checklist for um, things that need to be uh completed right tasks that need to be completed before halloween such as root making right and then maybe walking your route double checking your route creating different candidates of routes to choose from choosing the most efficient etc right um maybe you know you need to choose between different costumes maybe um you need to uh practice taking bolts maybe that means you know if, if you have to do that maybe you have to go get a bowl maybe you have to go get some candy from the store um and maybe equipment uh, for your costume. Maybe, you know, there's so many different things. Filling up the van, cleaning the van, right? Those, those are both on my list um, right now. And the thing is, guys, is having that list, um, having it somewhere where you can see it is going to be key too. Somewhere where you can always be looking at it so it's fresh in your head. Because I get it. There's a lot of things that come up, you know, and you're not always going to be, um, you know, thinking about it I I always think about Halloween especially the week of like like uh like right now <laughs> um but there's things that come up and uh I understand that um there's things that come up in my life too and you know what I deal with those things I don't ignore them just because of Halloween like Halloween is great but there's definitely a limit to how much Halloween you can take in before it ruins your life um and we don't want that it's supposed to be a good thing not a bad thing so um, anyways, that's all I have for today's episode, guys. Thank you for listening, as always. Um, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Um, and happy Halloween to all your ha to all you Halloweeners out there. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to get uh, finished before um, finished with these recordings by the time Halloween is upon us. And if not, well, that's going to be unfortunate because it's really not fun talking about Halloween after Halloween, like. There's something about talking about it before that just enhances the excitement and the experience for me. But thank you for listening, as always, to uh, The Why Behind Trick-or-Treating. I'm Ray Anderson. 
Um, and uh, Why Behind Trick or Treating is brought to you by UPI uh, Publish Publishers, All Rights Reserved. Peace.